0: What's going on guys, uh, another episode It's been a while, it's, it's been longer than a while We should probably yeah. say that, yes. first and foremost It's, it's been good to a, see you it, Femi It's good to see you as well <laughs> uh, We do still work at Como News, in case you guys were wondering yeah. Femi and Bebefe, Mike Ferreri here Another edition of Femi and Ferreri Mike, we haven't done one of these since, what, maybe December? November? Before we
1: went to Las Vegas which yes. was a whole adventure in that, itself. That was a whole adventure in itself. <laughs> Some of those our stories were not. Be trip together it was without, fun and successful. Without uh, our our uh our luggage. Yeah. That that was fun. <laughs> that is just the beginning of the trip. Life. It got there eventually though. Look so. at us.
0: We're, we're leading this off with a Vegas ball victory.
1: Yeah. <laughs> 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 That's how long it was. It was oh a Jimmy long Lake. Time. Chris Peterson's yeah. done. Yeah, yeah. Jimmy yeah. Lake,
0: I think, was our last one whenever that was announced. I mm-hmm. think that was early December. Yeah. Kind of so. between
1: that first week and and the bowl game really, so and we we have wacky wonky schedules all over the map. And, we are and we get are. time to do these things. But you, it's can, think, you can think fun. the
0: Seahawks; they had a playoff run, a pretty decent one, mm-hmm. going to the divisional round. And that kind of it. breaks got hit really fast.
1: Yes, that mm-hmm. that,
0: that that threw some uh, screws into our regular scheduled programming. Yeah, but, uh, here we are. Happy New Year to the folks who may be listening. <laughs> Happy New Year! <laughs> it's our first one of 2020, I believe. So uh, yeah,
1: that's that that's funny on the Curb Your Enthusiasm show. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Larry David says that the Happy New Year thing has three days. <laughs> no more. <laughs> After January 30, you can't say anymore. <laughs> yeah, no I, more Happy New Year. I don't agree. But, anyways, I yeah, it was kind of well, well, To our yeah.
0: Femi and Ferrari listeners, we'll, we'll give them a Happy New Year. As happy always, year make sure you're subscribed, yes. rating, and reviewing Apple, Spotify, Google Cast, all sorts of other
1: options. It's all options. Over. Yeah.
0: all over the place. If you have a popular favorite. Streaming service and where you get your audio You can find Femi and Ferrari So subscribe, rate, and view for that Mike, where should we start this thing off? A lot going on um, We have an XFL team right. The Seattle Dragons mm-hmm. Obviously we knew that going in while we were taping our other stuff right. But now they've played a game mm-hmm. The league is underway First weekend Review's pretty good
1: Yeah, I, I think we talked about it um, It seems like it's a made-for-TV league Yeah there were things that you saw that I did not see when you watch a game live and I'm curious to see for those who go to the game, or I guess they're expecting like over around 30,000 or something yeah. on, on Saturday T- at home. Tickets are, tickets are flying. Yeah, because it's actually affordable. You go and have some fun. It's it's entertaining, Yeah, I, whether it's on TV or live. And these are guys that are really playing hard. I mean, yeah. I, I don't sense for one minute, they're not trying. Um, but it's not a, as a refined product i think as you get in the nfl simply because these guys have not played together very long they co- exactly. look at the roster they come from some top-notch college programs mm-hmm. but they you know there is a lot to be said about playing together and and over time I, I, it would be fun to watch tape i guess if you were into watching tape or the video <laughs> uh, of the first game as opposed to what their last game will look like after they play together yeah. actually have weeks and you know, with live fire going on and stuff like that. So,
0: and that's the tricky thing with spring football. Obviously, for a lot of these guys, their ultimate goal is to get to the NFL. Right. You know, uh, speaking with some of those guys, they said it before the season even started. Said, yeah, I mean, our goal is to get to the NFL, but obviously, this is an avenue for us to maybe get some tape out there mm-hmm. for teams to maybe see and say, hey, maybe let's pick that guy up or pick this guy up. But I think after they went through that training camp and now that the games are here, I think the guys are. They're embracing it. You see that. I mean, it's not a lavish lifestyle or travel experience like most NFL teams get. Um, these guys are playing it. And the the hashtag that they have league-wide is for the love of football. Right. And I think you see that, and I think fans are really embracing it, at least early on. It, the interesting thing will be is to see what happens this second week because whenever there's some sort of novelty, people are going to mm-hmm. tune in. Now that people kind of have an idea of what it is, Will they come back?
1: Will they make time for it in their lives? Exactly, yeah, exactly.
0: Because NFL, I mean, we schedule our lives around NFL games. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, hey, Sunday, got to make sure I run all my errands on Saturday because I want right. to watch my team. And who's Sunday. playing Monday night? Who's playing Monday yeah. night? Do I, I, I want to get off work early, or do I want to mm-hmm. go to the bar? or want to go to the game. Right. We schedule our lives around the NFL. I don't think the XFL will ever get to that level, but if they can put together an entertaining, different product during the springtime, especially in the month of February when outside of maybe college hoops there's Mm -hmm. not a whole lot going on by all means good luck all of luck (laughs) and the
1: the best thing that can happen for the xfl is actually have some players from this league end up on an nfl roster yeah i mean think think of their timeline so these guys if they stay healthy they play from december when they come together they have that training camp they have their season what happens in april it's a draft and then they start signing all those free agents because they get the the roster up to hundred for all the OTAs and training camps and all that, so a lot of these guys are going to get into camps. They're going to get camps. Someone's going to stick. Someone's going to you know, but those guys are going to arrive in great shape. They are. There's not going to be a and question playing
0: shape, right? Exactly. <laughs> sure. You just
1: hope that they're healthy enough. Maybe yeah. I think they'll get some time off. But that that's the best thing that can happen for this league because I'm, I remember Pete Carroll's comments on. He was excited for it. Yeah. Because I mean, a lot of these guys have NFL experience, whether it's in camp and they didn't make the rosters. But I mean, that's a big number—hundred. I mean, what what is it? It's like after cut day, and the NFL is over a thousand guys. That yeah, that suddenly are aren't playing jobs. football. Yeah.
0: yeah, and I think that's to me is one of the more cooler aspects of the league is that you see basketball, baseball, all these sports have so many options for guys mm-hmm. who aren't at the top level. In baseball, there's umpteen minor league leagues, you know, double A, triple A, single A, high A, mid A, Mm. whatever. Which could contract. That's a whole other topic. Yeah, that's a whole other topic. Uh, Basketball, there's the G League. You can go overseas in Spain, Lithuania, all these. You can go to China, Australia, all these options. And for American football, they're really outside of the NFL and then up north, the CFL. Mm -hmm. Where do you play once you're done with college? So I think having another... League, another avenue. I mean, I guess there's also Arena Football League and stuff like that, but if you want to play eleven on eleven football, there really hasn't been anything. We've seen leagues in the past try and fail. The AAF last year, right. uh, the original version of the XFL in the early two thousands, that failed after a season. Um this one feels a little more buttoned up. They right. wanna make sure that it's not gimmicky and it's actual real football, it's credible football, while also having some interesting rules that kind of make for just different strategic talking points, which I think keeps it fresh for fans.
1: Yeah, they, they kick off live and in person. I don't know what it's like on TV though, live and in person, it's bizarre because it, it just goes silent. And then once <laughs> the guy catches the ball, everybody starts yelling. And then there's these collisions all over the field. I mean if there's one thing the NFL comes away from with these new rules and how I they think that might be I, it. that might be the the, yeah. the coolest thing. It's very innovative, also protects the players and, yes. and you you're going to have a run back You're not going to have a guy Kick it through the end zone And you're penalized for that You got to yeah. actually Kick it to a guy And yeah. have it returnable You're you penalized
0: know? If it goes into the end zone Or if it goes out of bounds right. Or if it doesn't if get To the short. 25 yeah. It's too short um, I think yeah I think it's really cool That Because you talk about The kickoff I mean the kickoff Is dead in the NFL I mean how many touchbacks Why I do it I think right. it's about like 70% or 68% or so Are mm-hmm. touchbacks In the XFL None Touchbacks. You're getting a return, and a kickoff return is an exciting play. So you get that element, and also you get the element of it being a very safe play. I mean, football. You can only make football as safe as it can be. But there's not the high speed collisions of guys running 50 yards apart, and then Mm -hmm. like it's Braveheart or something, (laughs) just colliding guys together. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think that's something that the NFL will probably take a, a good look at in terms of trying to implement something, maybe with the new CBA or so in a, in a year or two.
1: I hope they do, but I, I'm I'm always kind of, you know, a little not cautious, but uh, slow to believe that something will happen like that because of egos. Yeah, like the we can't, oh, we can't. We're not going to adopt that XFL rule. We're the NFL. No, you're, you're about <laughs> yeah. player safety. This is a great way to have action and, and player safety. safety. Yeah. And, and, and it's really safer and it's more action. And reinstitute the kicking game like as a, as a component of what you're yeah. doing. The special teams for kickoffs are not special. No. No, it's a time to go to the bathroom or get another drink. It's, it's just, a, it's it just a sprint
0: down the field right. for the
1: guys, get a little bit
0: of cardio, and yeah. then go to the sideline, maybe high-five some fans.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's great. But basically, the Seahawks, when they do it, I mean, I think a lot of other teams do, they're racing to see who gets across the goal line first. (laughs) It's like they're looking at each other. It's like, you know, add Usain Bolt just for fun and see who can go fastest. (laughs) I mean, it's kind of ridiculous, so we'll we'll see what they do.
0: Yeah, it'll be interesting just to see how much they implement, or I really love the transparency of the review system. I know you were at the games, Mm -hmm. you didn't get to see that. But Mm -mm. as a viewer on TV once the review the referee is mic'd up for the entire review right and you hear him communicating with the replay official up in the booth and you see the camera there's a camera on the replay official you see what they're looking at they're talking it through i said hey can we back that up or hey that looks a little short do we have another angle do we have you're hearing the whole conversation i would have
1: loved to have heard that whole part for that when they went on fourth down the forward momentum they gave it to D.C., yeah. and then they gave it back to Seattle. Like, we didn't... Yeah. We're all looking around. People in the stadium like, "What? what, what is happened? going on? Yeah. Nobody had any idea <laughs> what happened, which I'm sure if yeah. you watch on TV, you have a you grasp on, TV, on what was going on. Yeah,
0: like. well, you get a little bit more grasp. It's like, hey, okay, yeah, we spotted him a little short. Yeah, he clearly has forward progress. Yeah. Okay, this mark this a first down. And then you all the way up until the official announces it to the entire stadium, you hear all of that. Mm-hmm. And I think the NFL, who has... It's not an officiating crisis, but there's... From the fan perspective, there's a lack of credibility with Al River sure. on and what those guys are up mm-hmm. to, and especially with the new pass interference rules, making those reviewable and all that stuff. So right. People just don't, they they don't, I guess, trust these officials. So I think yeah. kind of peeling the curtains back yeah. can at least help in that regard of saying, okay, hey, we heard the explanation. Now we can understand why you made that decision or why you decided to uphold a call or to reverse a call or whatever. So Maybe little tidbit things here and there, like the 1.2.3-point point, point conversion, I doubt the NFL will ever mm-hmm. uh, implement that. They don't need to. I mean, I think it's fun for the XFL. It's a different strategy type of thing.
1: Because the NFL uh, kind of has everything. Yeah. You can kick or go for two. Exactly. That, yeah. You can kick or go for or two. two and, and, and the field... There are different the, ways to get And it. I
0: think one of the best NFL rules ever changes was moving the extra point back, mm-hmm. I thought. It added... A dramatic element to a play that was ninety nine point nine percent converted. Right now, it's like, oh my gosh, are we going to make? Oh my god, we missed the extra yeah, point. A lot of, a <laughs> lot know? of them hits,
1: hit the uprights.
0: Yeah, I mean, heck, it's probably messed with a lot of these kickers' heads. Right now, they miss a lot, a lot of field goals from that range. And we've seen it here. <laughs>
1: yeah,
0: we Quite have a seen bit. it here. Yeah, but I mean, first, first impressions were really good. I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, we saw the viewers. Uh, it was 3.3 million watched the Dragons defenders game peaked at 4 million. Seattle was the highest rated market right. across the country. So, at least here locally, yeah, we know Seattle is interested, and we have the opener coming up here on Saturday. You'll be there as yeah. the Dragons take on the Vipers.
1: And it's filling a void.
0: It is. I mean, for it people,
1: is. and I, I still think it's cool because yeah. you know this. What do you, what don't you see on television? Seahawks. Ticket yeah. commercials.
0: Exactly. There's
1: no Seahawks tickets. They don't need yeah. to market their product. They're sold out all the time. The
0: the, 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 the cheapest tickets are two hundred dollars.
1: Right. You got to <laughs> basically, you know. Dump the college fund to take your family to a game, <laughs> yeah. and so that that's just not part of the equation for a lot of people. But to actually take your kid and see some yeah. or, or family and see competitive football and that is very cool. And go watch it and make a day of it. And hopefully, I mean, it's supposed to rain Saturday. Imagine that. But maybe we'll have better weather as as the months go on. But yeah, I mean, Central makes a cool place. I mean, do you know how many people that we live around have never been have in. never been there? Yeah, because you can't get in. Even Sounders games are tough. To yeah, they're, in, they're, so.
0: Sounders games are tough tickets because mm-hmm. the team is really good. It's a successful organization. Seahawks obviously see those tickets I mean I think I saw a graph that said only the 49ers have more expensive tickets in the league
1: right like the Seahawks yeah. tickets
0: are it is a it's a very expensive ticket and if you want to take a family of four, like you said, you're paying $1,500 yeah. or so by the end of the day. And that's just for one day of entertainment.
1: And if you have kids, you know that that's a, that's a ton of money. You're, it, you're spending it, that anyways on something else. Exactly. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Unless you have a slush fund for tickets. Yeah. You know?
0: And it's like when you get there, your kid's going to want a hot dog. And they're oh, going to want to get the nachos. Yeah. And then oh, the cotton candy. I want that. And then you're going to want something to drink or something to eat. And you yeah. have to pay to park. And all you that know, stuff. After it all that stuff adds up. up up. It's crazy. And depending on wherever you're sitting, heck, maybe you're sitting in the Delta Skyline area with the nice cushion seats. Those are going for probably like $400 a piece. Yeah. <laughs> so we,
1: we had to pay for parking <laughs> in D.C. Yeah, so you and got the fan there experience There was no media parking. Bit. We had the fan you experience. Got a little bit of the fan experience. <laughs> so it's funny because we had to pay $40. And then I asked the guy, you know, the parking thing. I'm like, uh, we're going to be here late doing some work. He goes, got to have it out by 7. So, so, so what's
0: <laughs> I was wondering why the live shots were from outside right. the stadium. So, what's seven
1: o'clock? <laughs> that's 4 p.m. That's 4 PM, our time. PM. Yeah. What are we doing? Four <laughs> o'clock news. Four o'clock news. So, yeah. we we had no option but to get all our sound and then go out and get our and car. Then, and it actually worked okay because it was kind of, it was going to be an empty stadium. Those blowers are going. Everybody's even closer. Yeah. And that's one thing I drive because it is. A, it's a soccer stuff. field. Yeah. yeah. And they had that cool Audi like up on the, like, yeah. I don't know it's, It seems it's like a cool stadium the, yeah. I've never watched a really D.C. Neat.
0: United match there
1: But it yeah. seems like A pretty cool stadium It's right across From the Nationals Park So oh, those, wow. they're kind of At that end It was the funniest thing Though I, I think I put it on Twitter Just because it made me laugh They're interviewing Some guy before the game And he's just like This is the greatest thing That ever happened In D.C. sports <laughs> And I was like so you do know yeah. the Nationals <laughs> won the won. World Series <laughs> it was like three in months October ago. Yeah. they, they played across the street. Just curious, it was like oh three like,
0: four months ago. Yeah, Nationals yeah. just won a World Series. I was okay, like, guess okay. Short term yeah. memory. Everybody's got their opinion. <laughs> yeah, we all do. <laughs> <laughs> but I think the point that you made about how affordable it is. Mm-hmm. I mean, tickets are going for about twenty four dollars. You know that is really cool That's for cool. Us, especially for families that just can't afford to just shell out and go to a Seahawks game. There's so many people who would want to. And mm-hmm. if you if you have little kids, take them to the XFL. Right. You know? They, I'm sure have wanted to see a live football game. It's the springtime. Get them out of the house. You make it a family Saturday afternoon. Because the games are on Saturdays and Sundays. Mm-hmm. They have some Thursday games later in the season, but mainly Saturday, Sunday. So you can spend a weekend day, and it's not going to be a ton of time. Right. Heck, if it's a Saturday game, why not?
1: And they take you some know? chances, too. They're, they do. You know, with, with the throws or... However they do stuff But like I said It's not as refined But I think they'll get better Week by yeah. week
0: So it should be fun We got the Vipers game Coming up here Dragons and the Vipers uh, In terms of just The overall play From the Dragons team What did mm-hmm. you think I mean I thought th- There were some times They were moving the ball But right. it just felt like They just always Kind of shot themselves In the foot When it got into Like that red yeah. zone area
1: Yeah And that defense is always Ahead of the offense I thought, yeah. the, I thought the defense Played well The defensive back plays At time. Wasn't great. I mean, yeah. I think here we were kind of spoiled by great defensive back play, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, but you saw them get a little better as the game went on, uh, yeah. you know, as a, as a team, and that's what it's going to take. So, um, I would I would give them like a B minus.
0: I thought it was a solid performance. I mean, yeah. there was a certain just like kind of volatile moments that didn't go in their favor. The punt yeah. block touchdown, obviously the fumble in the fourth quarter. Um there was the trick play touchdown mm-hmm. for DC. So like certain things that just kind of flipped the game and if had those or at least one of those things gone Seattle's way, maybe it's a one possession game. At the end, there when they were trying to drive versus being down by twelve.
1: Yeah, that trick play was great. It was really, I, mean, I really thought they nice, did it well, really and, nice. and 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 there you have it, right? I mean, they must have worked on that, but yeah. obviously, those. I mean, if you're talking about a college team or any team, maybe you're starting in the summer, lots of camp. I mean, these guys just haven't had a ton of time to work on trick plays. Yeah, there's and no tr- and they executed it well.
0: Because I mean, if you think about it, they were doing their training camp, then all of a sudden they were scrimmaging just so that everybody kind of knew the rules, you know? Right, yeah. in Houston. So they're scrimmaging other teams. Oh. The defenders scrimmaged against the dragons. The dragons
1: scrimmaged against the vipers. Mm-hmm.
0: So you're not going to unleash that stuff really yeah. if, during and, that
1: scrimmage. And guess what? Center and offensive line, you guys just scored. You're not. You, you all stay out here. Yeah. Again, <laughs> no extra point. You got to try and score some more. So. <laughs> no
0: extra point. Hey, we got we got to get a two point, three point, or, or one point play here. Yeah. But uh, overall, I think it's been pretty good. Uh, I'm really curious to see how it turns out. I think it's going to be a great atmosphere Saturday afternoon. Uh, like they said, there's projecting about thirty thousand people to be there. Seattle always turns up for a for a fun event, so that yeah. should be that should be a fun home field advantage.
1: And they've worked hard, you know, Ryan Gustafson really and Michelle Delancey and a lot of the people and, and Jim yeah. Chrisman. I mean, all those they they you know all these little minor things that you don't think about just to put a game on. It's wild, you know. They, I was talking to Jim; is you know, ordering towels for the fans or you know whatever they're doing. Every little yeah. thing just. You know, it's, it's detailed. I mean, you must have massive lists, you know. And, and, the whole, and the cool thing is around here, a lot of people do it well. I'm sure there's plenty of people that they can consult. Yes. And and get some tips and lists and things like that to, to do it right. So yeah. we'll see what happens. But it, it's closer to baseball season. It is very I mean, close I'm, to baseball I'm, season. I'm excited for yeah, that. I'm, I'm, excited. I'm excited for you.
0: Yeah, next week uh, I'll be going down to Arizona, going down to Peoria. You won't be here a week will, from today. I will, I will not be here a week from today. I will be down in the Valley of the Sun. Day 1, full squad, week it, from today, right? Yeah, we're going to we're going to crank it up here. Your Seattle Mariners 2020 season. You know expectations, you know, let's uh I, they're obviously tempered. <laughs> yeah. Um but it's a young roster. Very young And I think it's a promising roster From what I've been hearing What mm-hmm. I've been reading And I think the excitement around this team Is basically Hey we have this young core of guys Who we think might be able to make us One of the most competitive teams In the American League for a long time Right They're just not there yet And we want to be patient And almost too patient To where that we don't stunt their growth
1: there, there, There's one poster person For, for m- moving too fast In this organization in my opinion it was Mike Zanino. Yeah. They, they moved him up. He was back and forth. They lost a lot of confidence. You know, what a tremendous catcher. I don't think his receiving was ever a problem. His framing, just, just what he eventually did, yeah. how he commanded his staff. But offensively, it was he Struggles. was overmatched. Yeah. And so the Zarensic regime moved him up too quickly. Um, he had won the Golden Spikes at Florida, obviously a dominant catcher. Just kind of came through the ranks. And, and they, I, I think that's something that they all know about in, in their organization. Um, even though Jerry wasn't here for the, that, they, they know what could happen to players if you do move them too fast. Um, but there's a lot of talent on, lot, on this man. team, especially in the outfield. Yeah, that, that can be a fun outfield. Y- yeah, and, and uh, we, we talked about it. When you go down there, take some time. Kyle Lewis will often take some BP with Braden Bishop. Hmm. Just go watch those two. Like Braden's guy, he ended up with the spleen injury and all that. Yeah. He played at UW. He's a tremendous player. I, I think he's going to have a big bounce back year. Um, and Kyle Lewis is just – he's got that million-dollar smile. He can – those two can just bash the, the baseball. And then everybody else around them, uh, it's going to – they're going to be a fun team to watch if you give them that chance. And I know people yeah. around here are irritable. Uh yeah. with I mean, having it, not been and, to the playoffs, and rightfully me. so. Sure. It's, it's been
0: it's we're coming up on nineteen years. Mm-hmm. That's, That's been a long it's longer time longer than the Cleveland Browns because they always <laughs> bring it up,
1: right? When yeah. someone else makes the playoffs, and the Nationals won—that was the worst thing ever. Yeah, for the Nationals to win a World Series. I yeah. mean, every team next
0: is well, every team has
1: been to the World Series mm-hmm. except for the Mariners, and that would be great. I mean, could you when when I first moved here it was in two thousand in Man, October of so two thousand. So
0: you were here for yeah, you were, you I mean, saw the two thousand one team.
1: Fantastic and that that team and every night was like a Seahawks game. They really yeah. won hundred and sixteen games. It was crazy. Yeah. It was it was crazy. And people want that again. I mean there's some hardcore fans that know what that's like when the Mariners are on the top of the heap. And I think people yeah. want that back. And I, I hope it's the right approach. And I hope they, they let these coaches, you know, help these guys uh progress as professionals and players and uh, it, se- it seems like, I mean, every time, I mean, unless you are a wonderful PR spin machine, it seems like they say all the right things as yeah. far as how they're bringing along players, the attitude, the culture, th- things like that. But I, I think you'll enjoy spring training. It's, it's massive. Wear comfortable shoes. Yeah, yeah, I'm looking forward to yeah. it.
0: I've never been to a spring training, so I'm definitely looking forward to it in that regard. One thing you said that really struck with me is that the 2001 team, how every game was like a Seahawks game. I mean, yeah. when I was a kid, like you said, like, this was a Mariner town. Mm-hmm. It was not a Seahawks team. No This was a diehard It was Mariners And when I was really young It was a Sonics town Just cause GP, Kemp sure. Those guys Like they made the NBA finals Like they were legitimate 95 um, right yeah, yeah 95, 96 Like mm-hmm. they were legitimately good Like one of the best teams To never win it Just cause they ran into An all time team Yeah But It slowly shifted When I started getting older To like a Mariners town Just cause Oh, one the Ichiro team mm-hmm. that was so nuts. Then obviously that fizzled out, and then Holmgren came along. Then that took over as the Seahawks. Right. Kind of, I'd say since oh three have kind of carried the mantle in terms of whose town it is.
1: Yeah, but once they went to the Super Bowl, once they went to the, the Super Bowl, then it was full over. tilt. Yeah, then yeah. it was
0: full tilt. This, this is just Seahawks city. But I do remember what it was like being a Mariners fan and being a Mariners town, and every day at school, everyone's talking. About, oh, did you see the game last night? Or did you see the game? I mean, mm-hmm. nobody ever talks like that anymore. You know, it's, yeah. oh, yeah, we're terrible, and, you know, oh, maybe next year, like, people go to opening day, because that's just a thing to do, right. but after opening day, it's just kind of, mm-hmm. oh, whatever, yeah, like, and then, oh, okay, it's well, the Yankees are in town, so then we'll go, or yeah. the Red Sox are in town, we'll go, and the Cubs are in town, but outside of that, it's just kind of empty seats, it's It's kinda, a great it's, park. It's depressing. Oh, beautiful. It's, like, one, one of my favorites still. I one mean, of the best parks. It is a beautiful park right in the Soto area. Right. And it deserves a winner. <laughs> <laughs> it
1: deserves a it, winner. It Can totally we get does. a winner? Yeah. <laughs> the um the cool thing about spring training is that, you know, there is a lot of connection to the past. And, you know, well, here here comes Edgar to talk hitting with these guys. Oh, yeah. well, look at that. There's Alvin Davis. And, you know, who's doing blocking drills with the catchers? But Dan Wilson. You know yeah. what I mean? it's I mean, these guys that have been part of the organization remain connected and they go and they can influence young players. And that's really cool when you can see that. And those guys actually working. Um, and and showing those guys how it's done, it's it's awesome. And Evan White, just take yeah, a moment to 20, admire twenty-four his million dollar yeah. man. Yeah. Evan White. Yeah, man,
0: how about that? Yeah, that? That's
1: they they saw him play defense. They they, 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 <laughs> pl- they planted
0: too. a flag and said, "Hey, yeah, this guy anywhere, is our dude. first baseman mm-hmm. for the future and for the recent, the present and right. the future because he's gonna be." I mean, barring a disaster down in Arizona, he's going to be the opening day starter at first base.
1: Yeah, and, and really they haven't had a solid first baseman over the years since Olerud was done. Yeah. You know Man, I mean? That guy That's is a a, just a, a special player, everything he did. Um, but there, I remember last year <laughs> I was over, because like, there's fields all over, and they'll move like guys in groups and they'll do different, you know, just ground ball work and stuff. Yeah, And I was uh, Edwin Encarnacion, and Evan White were in the same group with uh, I can't remember I think Healy might have been with that group uh yeah because he got hurt later Healy he was coming off an injury and uh my one impression was wow Edwin Encarnacion is a terrible first baseman <laughs> <laughs> and I was like wow that Evan White kid is really good you know <laughs> vacuum cleaner-esque over there so um it's just cool And I hope it's sun- sunny for you Because that actually Adds a nice little element to it, it Looks like it's
0: mid-60s Looking forward to yeah. that I mean, it hasn't been too bad here Yeah um, Coming from Bend and Spokane I've experienced some rough winters This is right. pretty easy to, uh, on, In that regard But uh, yeah, I'm looking forward To some sunshine It'll be nice out I, I really Everyone's gushing about him Julio Rodriguez
1: Yeah J-Rod. I want. I
0: want to see what the hype is all about. He's got panache. The guy, The guys yeah. just are just like, man, he is special. He's mm-hmm. this. He's that. He's Benny from Sandlot, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. So I'm really, I'm really looking forward to seeing just how good he is and if he's got that special talent that they say he has. I was
1: listening to Andy McKay, and I think they, you know, right now they say, oh, he'll start at High A, and then yeah. could go to Double A. But with this team and what they've shown and that that double a group the travelers that played together last year they in arkansas really and they were connected yeah. that's kind of this core that's coming you see right? that a lot yeah and he played with them he got there towards the end of the season yeah. and so it's a matter of if he if he's really killing it and he is in high a just to get things going ends up a double A and he's raking i mean it, it, it could be one day where we're like uh hey femi uh, J. Rod's making his debut tonight. You know, I mean? <laughs> all of a sudden, like yeah. forget to. Yeah, uh, we're going we're gonna need you to get down. to uh, yeah. Safe go July twenty second. Hey, guess what? The Brewers are in town. They got, I don't even yeah. know they're playing that <laughs> time. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean that could technically happen with some of these guys who don't know any different than just playing hard. And yeah, he's he's special. And that that, that that's it. Because you have these guys, it's like, well, okay, there's my reason to watch. And then you have. You know, the curious situation of, of D Gordon, what's going to happen with him yeah. is, you know, he, he may have to play some outfield to get some reps and uh, shed long. And we don't talk much about uh, Crawford, who's really a wonderful defensive player. And I think all these guys probably took away a lot from last year on, you know, being in shape and making it through a whole season. And then we still have the curious case of Kyle Seager, who I think has a lot to prove as a player. Oh. Or
0: could be traded. Who
1: knows? Right. And if he's going to be traded, <laughs> yeah. he has to be playing well. Yeah, you that's know? the thing. Yeah, he has and to he be playing He can write well. his ticket out of here if he wants. Yeah. But if he struggles, I mean, I felt last year he showed up in great shape, and then yeah. he got hurt in spring training. Yeah. And that has shown if you – anybody – and he had surgery. I mean, that was his hand and – Everything it took two, three months, and he—that nah, yeah. was just a lost season, in my opinion. He—he—he
0: he de- he got going at the tail end, but right. I, I mean, they were out of it at that point, obviously. But I mean, like, especially I remember when I first showed up, July, August, he was raking mm-hmm. like just—it felt like a homer every night.
1: Yeah, he stuff. finished like a twenty-something.
0: Yeah, he—it was—it was, exactly it was pretty crazy. But he was—he was playing some good ball. Um, another guy I'm excited about, uh, Jared Kelnick.
1: A lot yeah. of people love Kellenic. He's different,
0: he's, man. He's, he's He seems like he's a confident dude. Confident. Got, and that's I think, the right I word. I see a yeah. lot of that from these the guys that were down there in Arkansas. Like, there's mm-hmm. a swagger about them, Kellenic or Justin Dunn. You mm-hmm. know, like these guys, Justice Sheffield, like all these guys. They're confident. They have a little bit of a swagger. Kellenic definitely stands out in that yeah. regard. I mean, the guy has his own YouTube page where he's posting content of just him you know going through his workout he's not in shape or anything, is so, he? Um, yeah, yeah no I'm not, doesn't look like he's in good shape at all <laughs> <Right. My laughs> but gosh. uh he uh yeah he's he seems like an exciting guy just another member of that outfield that right. i think fans could really really embrace especially 2021 or so i mean mm-hmm. 2020 we'll see what happens um depending on how they do in arizona depending on how the team is doing we could see them like you said maybe in july but i think definitely for 2021 It could be a really exciting team. And I know that kind of is a little bit of a bummer if you're a fan of like, we really have to wait another year. We've been waiting almost two decades. Right. But if it's something special that's on the other end, maybe it's just another year that you gotta wait you know what's another year gonna do you've made it this far
1: yeah <laughs>
0: you know so it could be something special on the other end So they could I, be the
1: Astros without the garbage cans
0: they could be <laughs> if you hear weird noises coming from the dugout at Safeco something's then, up <laughs> something's up <laughs> but I mean yeah I'm, I'm I'm really curious to see how spring training really kind of comes about and yeah. just getting out there and then once the guys play because we can talk about it as much as we can but I mean once mm-hmm. guys play that's really when stuff's really gonna start to sort itself
1: out but there's a Chick-fil-A across the street. Just also good news. Yeah, that is that's, good, that's news. Really that, good news. That's really good news. Yeah. What are some
0: good lunch. spots? I, know, I think our hotel's right across from Peoria. Yeah, um, you're from right the there. Facility, You'll like you you see mentioned. some
1: minor leaguers from both the Padres, uh, who are my National League team, and the um, Mariners will be all around you. Minor leaguers show up a little bit later. There, um, there. Peoria has grown over the years. That oh, I'm sure I you mean, could go there. You will go there. I know you guys won't leave. You'll come from the airport, you go to Peoria and then you go back to the airport. I mean, everything you need is there. I mean, you could eat at a different place every night for a month. Wow, that's good. I mean, to it's know. just grown up along. I forgot the name the main drag there, but every every year I go, there's something new, something new. Um and it's a cool place to have a facility when you see like what they have and, and they've they've improved it over the years. Wow. And each year they add something new. And it it's just a if you're if you're a pro player and you get to go there every day for work, and same with the Padres comp, you'll see the Padres are like yeah. You'll see them, like, right over there. Because, like, where the Mariners are, you, you like, look across the field and, oh, they're the Padres. Yeah, that would be cool. That was was pretty wild to see other other teams out there. And then there's always a, oddly enough, there's always a Japanese club that shows up and uses some of the facilities in the afternoon. You see these random Japanese players, you know, because they have such a tight connection to the Pacific Rim. Uh, They have a lot of, you know, scouts that go over there and remain friendly with the clubs. And, uh, yeah, I think that's definitely – Part of their uh, relationship building is they allow some of these clubs to come over and use the facilities, and then they go off and play colleges and and stuff like that. No. So,
0: yeah, so spring training will be fun. I'll be doing that next week. Next going week, going down there, yeah. It'll be pollinized, so that'll be a lot of fun. Um, happening this weekend, Husky okay. men's basketball. Oh boy, yeah, yeah I,
1: the collective side of podcast <laughs> <everyone>. <laughs> only will let us go an hour, Femi.
0: So. It, it, it'll take it'll take longer than that to solve whatever issues they've got going on, folks. Oh, yeah. oh boy! If you believe it or not, they've lost seven straight. Seven straight or six straight? I believe it's seven. I think the loss of the WSU might have been seven. I can look it up here God, real he just quick. just told me that. But I thought it was six. it's it's been it's been a while. to put it short. It's been a while since the Huskies have won a basketball game.
1: Yeah, uh, it was and the 16th it, they, of it's, of January. It's been bad. They beat Oregon State. That was the last. time. So it is. It is six anyway. straight. You are so correct. They lost it's six, six straight.
0: It's six straight. It's not seven. It no, feels I just, like I'm seventeen. No, I'm glad we checked because
1: I wrote that. I didn't want to say the wrong right thing to our viewers. <laughs> it, it, so. it feels
0: like seventeen if we're being honest.
1: It it does. Um, it's it's been bad. You watch a lot of hoops. I
0: watch, watch a, lot of, a lot of sports. I watch a lot of sports. Watch a lot of what college hoops this year. What the heck is
1: happening? They beat Baylor. We talked about that, but I have no idea. What I don't happened. get it. You have have these. Uh,
0: Granted, we uh, should put it players. out there. Quad Green, the point guard, academically ineligible. For the rest of the quarter you' right. on a quarter system So he's pretty much out The whole regular season mm-hmm. Might be able to come back For the conference tournament yeah. Who knows But He's out mm-hmm. Since he's gone out The it's season has terrible. gone Off the rails Yep Onto a, Into another planet mm-hmm. uh, Their offense looks disjointed They can't function can't Defensive, play defensively defensively it feels yeah. like there's a lack of communication out there their zones getting carved up yeah uh especially with within the conference now the teams have gotten used to a third year it's a, it's a trademark there. yeah mm-hmm. uh it's it's been bad untimely turnovers bad decisions in terms of shot selection uh it, the only consistent performer is Isaiah Stewart the freshman he'll be right. an all conference player possibly uh freshman of the year for the conference but he's been a stud mm-hmm. um Jaden McDaniels has been it's not good to be to, no. be, to be frank yeah he's had you know, it's, it's, some growing pains Yeah, sum it up with that right I mean the last two games he's been coming off the bench this is a guy who was 7th rated player in the country coming out of high
1: school and now yeah.
0: he can't even start for a team that only has two wins in the conference and we're in February
1: right and you can't ever get a straight answer from Hopkins on why he's benching yeah it's, and maybe it's his defense maybe it's a lacrosse maybe, awesome. yeah, maybe, maybe it's, it's just that. not maybe, playing smart
0: yeah it could be them just trying to get away I think it's them just trying to this is like a wake-up call to him. It's like, hey, man, we need you. Like, yeah. hey, we're not even starting you now. Like, that's how, like, we but need this you to this has been up. going
1: on for a few weeks. Though. And
0: it's been, it's been going on for quite some time. And, you know, it, it just it feels like it was a year that had so much hope and promise. I mm-hmm. mean, heck, three months ago, we're talking about it. Yeah, this should be a tournament team. Sure. Who, they'll be right in the thick of it in terms of trying to win the Pac-12 to defend their title because they won the Pac-12 last year. Yeah. And... All of a sudden, it's just kind of gone off the rails, and now here we are. They are dead last in the Pac-12 by two games, 2-9 and a conference play, uh, and barring the miraculous happening in Vegas next month at the Pac-12 tournament, they're going to miss the tournament, the NCAA tournament. So it's kind of just been a season that went from so much promise, so much hope, to a rebuilding year.
1: Mm -hmm. And if they keep... Spending like they are. I mean, they're not even going to get into any postseason. No, no NIT, no CBI, no. nothing. I mean, nothing that you want to. It'll be more seasons over after Vegas. From. Yeah. Good luck, everybody. And, and then who else are you going to bring in? You know? Because yeah. you're not going to get another Isaiah Stewart, I and mean, no. that guy's going to be a top 10 pick, right? Yeah, he'll I mean, be a top how, 10. How pick. would he not be?
0: I'm sure Jaden, I mean, he'll probably still be a first rounder, but mm-hmm. his stock has fallen a little bit. But, uh, yeah, that's, I mean, Isaiah Stewart's going to be a talented guy that you're going to have to try to replace.
1: Yeah, and, and but how many of the games, like, have been losses by, like, four points? That's the thing. It's crazy. Finish? If you look at
0: the schedule, ever since they lost to UCLA – in Pac-12 play. Pac-12 play started January 2nd. So UCLA yeah, and
1: then, and they came from behind. They had that kid in the threes. If yeah, I'm not mistaken. They you They lost were at the, that game, weren't you?
0: I was not at that game. Yeah. I was I think I was I think I might have worked a day side shit though cuz I want to say I watched second. that game at home. Yeah. Um but they lost to UCLA by 2. They beat USC by 32 out of nowhere. Uh, They lost to Stanford by six. They lost to Cal by three in overtime. They Mm -hmm. lost to Oregon by three in overtime. They lost to Utah by one. They lost to Arizona by three. They lost to Arizona State by four. Mm. So you talk about all these close losses, and it starts to become mental once it gets to that five-minute mark, and it's like, hey, can we do this? Do we have enough? And you see that they just unravel. Oh, we're not Unrattled. able to get the we're, yeah. not, we're not able to get the ball to Isaiah anymore. Oh my gosh, what's the plan B? And they put up bad shots, and it's just mm-hmm. you know. And Hop has tried to keep a positive message, and he's a Mister Positive, so he's never gonna. And he's credited the guys for sticking to fight and battle through this adversity. But as of right now, it's just it's a season that has gone off the rails and has unraveled, and unfortunately, it's probably going to end with the mm-hmm. maybe a sub 500 record and
1: no postseason play. Hmm. I don't like the one and dones I, th- I it's, think you got uh, to establish it a little bit more. That's kind of been that was Romar's downfall. Eventually, yeah. a guy I think probably could have been here forever, um, and they still love him here. He's just he's just a great guy. But I, I think maybe there's some. But I, I don't know. If 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 you're if you're a coach, if if you got the top player in the state and want to come play with you, what f- are you for a say, year, yeah, you're, you're not going to say you're not going to say no. But coach <laughs> K was really against the system the other day. I think he was saying like there were 75 players last year that came out or or something like that yeah, that that, probably that ended more up than nothing. That, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I can't remember what that number was. Maybe that's how many have left Duke over the years and every, but it's I don't know who's giving them the bad information to about I mean, but then again, Maybe someone came to me and said, "Hey, you know you could you know make a million draft to get a second round or you know make a million dollar contract if anything it'd be on for three years and blah 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 i I don't know you 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 can't always speak for people you know if you're not in their shoes and don't yeah, understand exactly. what's going on because different situations different folks, but oh, they for sure. they need to fix this i like i like what I like what college football does, you know three years yeah
0: so but it's it's tough it's because and, and, and it's an NBA rule, is what it is. Because right. the NBA says you have to be a year removed from high school graduation before you can enter the NBA draft. And the thing, I mean, the NBA sees it as, as a chance, it's a free scouting tool for them. Right. They get to see these guys in college, not have to pay to scout them, not yep. do anything. So they like, said, yeah, we love it, because we'll, they'll play for you, and then we'll get to scout them, and then we'll bring them in, and they're a little bit more mature than they are coming straight out of high school. Mm-hmm. But... I mean like you said it's a lot of turnover in college basketball and I think we've seen that overall this year in college basketball. Last year was a year that we had a lot of veteran teams. I mean Gonzaga, Virginia, yeah, Texas Tech, mm-hmm. all those teams. I mean Duke wasn't veteran but they just, I mean they just had the best player in the country with Zion, so they were really good. But yeah. Michigan State had a veteran roster. All these teams were were connected. They had continuity because they had played together for a while, at least in the, on a college basketball scale. And we had a, a lot of really good teams. This year is so wide open because all those teams, those guys, all graduated or they right. left. So now it's a new group that hasn't played together for a while, and they're also inexperienced. And now they, you're seeing teams trying to find themselves. It's February, and you know teams still don't know what they are entirely. Right. You know,
1: but you you worked over in Spokane and yeah. you covered Gonzaga mm-hmm. and the West Coast Conference just seems like it's practice for them. Yeah. Obviously, they fell out of their top ranking because they're not getting the same tests that other exact, teams are. Yeah. But what do you see in them? I mean, if Tilly stays healthy, are they a Final Four team again? I mean, is that something that those guys can do? I mean, they're they're fun to watch, but then I look at it again and say like, oh, they're playing San Francisco, who almost, you know, almost gave them yeah. time. They
0: give them, yeah, they give but, them a
1: little bit of time. You know what I mean? It's like, what am I seeing you exactly?
0: Know, of the teams that I've seen since I have got to Spokane, I think this team might be... I don't want to say they're the worst team,
1: mm-hmm.
0: but they're the... It, they just, it, it just has a lot of parts that I didn't think would be number two team in the country. Right. You know, and it's... I think a lot of it is because it is a down year in college basketball. I mm-hmm. mean, this the team that lost in the Sweet 16 after they made it to the, the national title game, I thought was a better team than the team they have right now. Right. But... College basketball was better that year yeah. than it was this year. So now we're seeing the Gonzaga team, this team, as oh now they're seen as a team that's a national title contender. Do they make it? They have Final Four potential for sure, mm. without a doubt. Do they get that far to where? And we I can't can tell stamp it
1: because of who they play. We don't know who they're, they're going to play, play. but yeah. I mean,
0: as of right now, I would say if you told me to bet do they make a yes or no I would bet no I would bet no on everybody in the country just because you're getting the field and stuff just because you don't know and you can't really trust the team like there's no Virginia from last year or or like team that says hey yeah that team's good enough they're a Final Four team nobody maybe Kansas maybe is like that this year but I don't even know and they do weird things in the tournament yeah. it gets a little weird with Bill Self sometimes it does but Gonzaga they do have national title Final Four type potential but the thing that makes them special is that even in this year that I'm talking about with them not being as good as they were especially not as good as they were last year. Last year was kind of a it was a shock that they lost in the Elite 8. It felt mm-hmm. like a a disappointing year and they made it to the Elite 8. Right. <laughs> you know, this is the wow. team of the WCC and it felt like it was a disappointing year just because of how much talent they had. And I think this year's team the like the fact that that Mark Few has this thing kind of rolling where He always has a transfer coming in, whether he, if he says, okay, I'm light at my guards, I got a transfer coming in with these guards, Mm -hmm. or my bigs are this, I got these guys coming. There's always somebody kind of grooming within the wings, waiting to kind of take over. To where it almost feels like a college football program where mm. it's like, okay, hey, we got this redshirt receiver that's going to take over after our Blitnikoff winner left to go to the NFL right. or something like mm. that. And, and a lot it, of those
1: guys are international too. And a lot of
0: those guys are international and they'll redshirt them. Or I mean, Rui Hachimura never redshirted, but his freshman year, he didn't play at all unless it was a blowout. They played right. a lot of blowouts, so he played quite a bit. But he didn't play until his sophomore year Then all of a sudden you saw, oh my gosh, Rui's good yeah. His junior year, he blows he up And good. now he's in the NBA and he looks like a good player yeah. So there's always it's a They focus on the developmental part hmm. And I think that is really Where they surpass The rest of the field, because they know that, hey We can't get all the McDonald's All-Americans We're Gonzaga, we're not going to be able to do that I mean, hey, They're now getting some really good players right. Just because of how prime they are as a program But the fact that they're able to develop these kids is what just consistently has them as a
1: successful program in college basketball. It's working for them. Maybe some it is. schools should take a page from them.
0: It, and, it, and, it's, and that's the thing, because everyone, everyone wants to go and get these five-star kids, and I would too, but right. you also need to also the, the developmental portion of this is the big thing. I mean, Villanova is kind of like that, where they're saying, hey, we'll get three stars, we'll get four stars, and we'll develop them into three, four-year players and yeah, we'll maybe have a year where we dip down a little bit, but we'll have two years to where we're really good. Mm. So I mean, it's 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 just the, the tricky part of college basketball is a matrix. It, it honestly is. It's 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 like trying to figure out geometry, trigonometry, and calculus. Oh, you all just lost me. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm having a hard time just figuring out XFL extra points.
0: <laughs> it, no, not it is a lot. It is. A, it is a lot. Wow. Yeah, but I mean, it's I mean, I mean, heck, we're we're looking at Kentucky play Vanderbilt right now. Mm-hmm. One guy who has mastered the one and done is John Calipari. I was thinking that he gets his guys to play, in guys. year, year yep. in year out, yep. and it, he'll bring later. in he'll bring in a guy, and the guy will leave. Then the next group of guys, yep. he coaches them up and he builds relationships with them. I don't know how he's done it to be able to do it so quickly, but yeah. he's pulled it off. I mean, you see Coach K trying to learn that and will some of these other coaches trying to learn it but John Calipari has turned into the master of it yeah maybe you gotta, gotta, gotta go give him a call and see hey how
1: do you do it man he just <laughs> uh I remember I was in Memphis when he was hired and the way he just blankets a region or a town with personality he connects with just people yeah. he very like, charismatic he, he's yeah uh, uh if he wasn't a basketball coach, I'm sure he'd be a top-notch politician in the United <laughs> States because wow. he just has this ability to meet a random stranger and make him feel special. Yeah. He did it with the media. He did that with recruits. You just, I, I think, you know, within a, a month of getting hired in Memphis, it was every night. The guy was at multiple places, just connecting with people. Wow. I mean, whether it be dinners or night out with his family, Oh, Hey, we're at this Italian place. And then all these people come and then, you know, I, it, it was always something. Yeah. And, he he won there, did great, and he does this. I, I watched the documentary. I don't know if you saw that. I did watch it, yeah. That was really good. Like, it made me look at him a lot different. Well, cause you because you see. I actually like him. The I relationships mean, he's cool. built with
0: his players, because yeah. they all love him. Yeah. And, like, these, all these guys, NBA, they could make $100, $200 million contracts. They still say, yeah, love Coach Cal. Like, you know, like, right. even though I played for them for one year, love Coach Cal. I'll, I'll go to bat for him forever.
1: Yeah, and he doesn't. I always look at people like the way they, they talk to you. Yep. You know, like, are they talking to you differently in a situation than are they completely different somewhere else? Like, I think if he came in and did this podcast with us, he talks, like, pretty much very consistent. What he yeah. sees is what you get. He doesn't, when you see him on ESPN or he doesn't, that he's just uh, very transparent. So, I, I, I don't know. Most it's, definitely. It, it, it's cool to see him when I, I, I do like watching him. Coach yeah. basketball and work. yeah,
0: and, and he also freaks out on the sidelines too, which he, always he makes does. for yeah, always
1: makes for good fun. He, 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 he's his wife, <laughs> I guess. Yeah. So, anyways, so that 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 was cool, man. Lots to talk about.
0: Yeah, a lot, a lot of action talking about. But it's good to just get another one of these podcasts yep. under our belt. Like we said, I think we're gonna move to a big studio next. Well, so. That that'll be a lot yeah, of fun. I think we're
1: gonna do our next one big studio. We're gonna so. get some some serious we microphones have more days and headphones. Yeah, we and have more days together, so we'll be doing this a lot more. I'm necessary. looking for, I'm looking forward to that we'll big have studio setup. Sounders to talk about. We need to touch are on Rolovich, we well, I'm excited about the prove your fans. <laughs>
0: you, yeah, Rolovich needs a podcast in itself. He does. Next time he's in Seattle, we need to invite him on the pod. Yes.
1: This <laughs> is a standing invite yeah, right now. Yeah, Nick Rolovich, uh, uh, let if, us
0: know. If you want to go get beers or do a podcast, either way, we're down. And I
1: think we'll look better in the bigger studio than with our. Yeah, it will, work, it will be. So well, you don't have to. You
0: don't have to tell people what our setup looks like right now. That's very professional. This, this is all
1: audio listening. It's not visual. That's so fine. we just won't have handheld mics. We'll have exactly mounted microphones and nice comfy chairs. These,
0: these will be our maybe podcast on the road. Mics. Yes, remote podcast. Remote podcast. That's a good idea. There you go. We'll sure. we'll bring the conversation to you.
1: Yep. Yeah. Maybe we got we got to go over and uh, one day just do a podcast with the XFL guys. I think it'd be fun. Just one after another. Just kind of line up like three of them and and. People are different when they're a camera's on their face. Exactly. So yeah, that's how we'll learn about yeah, yeah. it. Yeah. It, it, it's funny how people open
0: up the minute you turn the camera off. <laughs>
1: right. <laughs> oh, I'm good. And, there, and
0: with that note, we yeah. will leave you on that one. Uh, Mike, it was fun. Same We'll here, try man. to do one of Thank these you. here in the near future. Maybe we can squeeze one in before I go off for yeah. Arizona. Who knows? That'd be cool. We'll have to figure it out schedule, but always uh, plenty to talk about, that's but for sure. Thanks for hanging with us, uh, folks, listeners, loyal listeners. We love that you guys uh, are sticking with the Femi and Ferrari brand and podcast. So subscribe, rate, and review. Tell your friends about it. Tell your parents. Tell your kids. Tell your aunts, uncles, cousins, nieces, nephews, all all of the above. Everyone. Subscribe, rate, and review. Spotify. Spotify, (laughs) Apple, Google Cast, wherever you listen to your favorite streaming platforms. We are there, and we are in your ear. So with that said, have a good Tuesday. And we'll chat with you later